This is the Timothy Project. I'm Chad Hunsberger, and uh, we we exist to prepare, equip, encourage pastors, missionaries, uh, church leaders of all kinds. And with me today is Gino Lucas. Gino is the executive pastor here at Colonial Heights. Uh, Gino, how long have you served at Colonial Heights as a staff member? Just covered my 18 years. Okay. So. Just over 18. 18. Been a member here, though, for... Since 1979. Okay. So. Um, and then, it, we don't have to tell the whole story, but then kind of left, uh, yeah, but then came a, back in like 94 yeah, or something? a 15-year period after my dad died in 1980 that uh, was going attending church with my mom. Mm-hmm. Don't have to go into that story. Yeah. And then uh, after Lisa and I got married in, in 93, first thing we did, our first New Year's together, is to t- decided we were going to start going to church yeah. to get together and... Came to Colonial Heights the first Sunday of that January of '94, and haven't missed a whole lot of Sundays since. Yeah, and so even uh, you were in the secular world before that, in uh, work-wise, right? Um, so uh, business world in that sense, I guess is what yep. I mean. And then called, as they would say, kind of called out of the pew uh, into uh, serving here at the church. And so 18 years in, That's and I'm correct. I'm counting on uh, several more. So uh, all that God will give me. Yeah. So um, one of the things I, I thought would be good for us to talk a little bit about, um, a huge component of your uh, responsibility, uh, and even th- this is, your, your job has shifted and changed, but probably the thing that hasn't changed in these 18 years has you always had the financial part component right, right. in your job. So I, I thought it would be good for us to think through, uh, as church leaders, what does it look like to create a church budget. And so again, uh, for those of you who are not numbers people out there, I'm so thankful for Gino because I'm not that numbers guy. Um, but man, that, that can be really important. So the pieces and parts to that, what does that look like when you are building it? And then kind of kind of walk right. us through some right. of that process. Yeah, I'm going to start with something that is going to be one of those, well, of course, you know, type statements, but it has to start with prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the secular world, when I worked with budgets in the secular world, that's certainly not where we started. So that was one thing that as I came into the, the ministry world, I had to learn that that it's not, you know, what the stock market's doing or what anything else is doing. It's what God is doing in your midst. Mm-hmm. So it starts with prayer. For me, um, our budget year goes October to September, so the one I'm working on right now will be October of 22 through September of mm-hmm. 23. We made that change about 20 years ago to change our fiscal year, uh, basically because we recognize that on a January to December year, your final quarter is your biggest quarter, so mm-hmm. you kind of spend the whole year in the red, hoping that that last yeah. quarter is going to get yeah. you into the black. So we made that change about 20 years ago, so it's it's been a blessing that we do it that way. So for me, starting at about... April, April 1st, really, uh, because we're six months into the year. Mm -hmm. That's when I really start that prayer process of looking at what the trends are so far for this year, looking at things I know we're doing in the, in the future. Uh, I try to spend a lot of time in, in verses that remind me of God's providence and of Mm -hmm. God's provision, because sometimes when I'm looking at spreadsheets, it's hard to, to see that part. So I spend about 30 days just really looking at trends, praying over things, asking for God's clarity, and then kind of start, uh, I always start with kind of plugging in, uh, I'll call them the Mm non-controllables, and now I recognize everything has aspects that you can control. Sure. But I kind of start with the non-controllables. So uh, 
normally in churches, the number one expense is going to be personnel related. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the average is a little bit over 50% in churches around the country. We come in right at 47%. So, you know, I spend a lot of time looking at that, trending out what expenses are going to look like for benefits. And we start talking about things like any type of cost of living increases, increases if somebody's finished seminary and we want to give them a raise Mm -hmm. because they've done that. So look at those types of things. That's about 47%. Then I look at facilities. I have to look at, you know, our chiller plant is, you know, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Do I need to be planning for major repairs on that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes into about 6% of our budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have this this horrible thing here right now <laughs> called debt yeah. uh, that prayerfully will be out of in the very near future. But as it stands right now, 22% of our budget is debt. Right, right. So when you add those numbers up, 75% of our budget really feels pretty uncontrollable. Feels uncontrollable. Yeah. So I kind of have to nail that down first before I can really even go to the ministries and mm-hmm. start talking about, okay, what do we want to do in ministry next sure, year? Sure, So that's kind of where I start. Uh, generally, after I've gone through that is when you and I will have kind of our first conversation, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes cannot be fun conversations because I'll be very numbers-driven, <laughs> and, uh, and you're generally very vision and mission-driven. So um, sometimes, you know, we have to come to an agreement sure. of where we're going to go. Sure, so, sure. So I think that's very important, though, is to make sure that that the executive pastor and the lead pastor are on the same page on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because um, yeah. if they're not, it's it's just not going to work. Yeah. I think that's it's important to hear. So I'm thinking about the, uh, in, in many churches, right, uh, many of the people that will likely be paying attention to this don't have uh, an executive pastor. Right. Um, some do. Some have, um, even in my last role, I wasn't, I was charged with budgeting, but didn't, didn't didn't have to like control the budget, so to speak, kind of more as as you do day to day. But but one of the things I would say is, no matter who that person is, so if it's your uh, church treasurer, if it's um, you know the chairman Mini of deacons, chairman, whatever, right? whatever that is for your church, I think it is helpful for to kind of know that there are you need both of those seats. You need somebody who is. Uh, very numbers, able to see things differently, able to literally counting the pennies, making sure that things are right and that it's not just, you know, oh, we'll, we'll do our best. But on the other end, you do need the uh, vision mission to make sure that the, the uncontrollables aren't driving the ship. Because what can happen is, uh, yeah, really easily, you get 75% of the budget and then you're like, hey, I hope we can do ministry now. Right, right. When in reality, the reason we have a chiller plant, <laughs> the reason that we have a building, the reason that we have personnel is to do ministry. The reason we took on debt, whatever, you know, 20 years ago right. was was for that reason as well. And so um you have to you have to also see all of those pieces as if these things aren't doing helping us do ministry, mm-hmm. then we really ought not have them. Um and, and so I think that becomes really helpful. Um, and again, like you, you said, that, that relationship piece right, there. Right. Um, so, all right, so you come with the, the numbers piece. I come with this vision, mission piece. We come together. We talk to other staff members right, about right. what their vision, mission might be for their specific ministries. Um, what, just on practical level, what, what's next? Yeah. What I, what I like to do after we kind of have that baseline of where we're going to be, um, and at this point, 
at this point in the process, I'm not even really thinking about what our giving is going to be okay. for the next year. At this point, I'm pretty much just thinking expenses. Uh, and I do like to go to the ministries and say, okay, give me, if you were just going to conduct ministry the exact same way next year, what's your number? Sure. Knowing that some things can change in cost. We may have misbudgeted last year mm-hmm. and know that we have to increase something to get it back on the right actual line. Uh, but I also want them to dream. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, I think that if we ever don't give our staff the opportunity to dream, if we just get in a stagnant stagnant pool where we're just mm-hmm. saying do the same thing the same way right. every year, uh, you know, robots can do that. Sure. And, and you know, we need to have dreamers. We need to have people that are thinking about that next thing, that next ministry opportunity, that sure. next way to carry the gospel to whichever age group ministry it is or, or uh, even if it's our global discipleship ministry. Um, so I like to hear them dream. Now... I would love to always say, yes, we can fund that mm-hmm. dream this year. Yeah. Oftentimes, the answer is, okay, that's a great dream. It's not a this year dream. Mm-hmm. It's, maybe it's a next year dream. Maybe it's two years from now when we're prayerfully out of debt. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a dream for you know, yeah. you know, 48 months from now, whatever, depending on you know, what exactly it is. Because I always want the staff to be dreaming. Mm-hmm. I, I never want the staff to be in a place where they're just kind of going through the motions. Um, and I think that you know, I think that a lot of that comes from the, the 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 lead pastor. I think the lead pastor has to kind of carry that, where there's a a, a vision that's always happening. Um, but I think then when we go to those ministries, we're asking them, you know, what is something that you're dreaming of mm-hmm. that you want to do? Um, and some people that's real easy. There are some ministers that that's just they're very creative and they're going to come up with things and things that I sit there and go, I can't believe you even came up with that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, there's some you got to kind of pull it out of. Sure. But I think that's kind of what the role is during during that process of just you know talking, pushing back, and trying to get to a place that uh, that we kind of can, can come to an agreement of a number that they can conduct ministry and prayerfully be able to also do some of those dreams every year. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so so then we come to this total number. Uh, it's got all the things in it, all the things we we can know or that we're projecting in regards to, you know, sometimes we don't have health insurance numbers back or right. we don't have, uh, you know, precise numbers, but we're projecting these kind of numbers or right. assessments or whatever. And so uh, then then in our case, just practically, that goes before the stewardship committee is what we call, a lot of churches would call it a finance committee, but our, our stewardship committee, um, they process through it, look at it, ask questions, kind of nitpick in a good way. Uh, we want that. And then for us, it goes before the elders as well. Um, there again, we have an elder serving on the stewardship committee, but, uh, then, then it goes before them. They, they do another comb through, uh, they're not looking quite as nitpicky as stewardship, but they are looking, uh, and, and they are, I find that they are typically, uh, asking more of the vision mission questions Agreed. where Agreed. stewardship is. So right. even in that, there's these two parties that one is more numbers and one is more mission vision, right. and, and that's healthy. And then finally, uh, it goes before the church for final. Uh, we are you know, a congregational church, and so yep. the congregation has an opportunity to vote to approve that. Um, in your 18 years here, have you ever presented a budget to the church that was declined? Absolutely not. Yeah, uh, I think the lowest we've ever had is maybe ninety eight percent. Yeah, uh, we've had many many years where it's a hundred percent. Yeah, um, you know I think that that's a testament to 
you know, we do a external audit every year. Mm-hmm. We have an independent agency come in and do a deep dive into all of our finances that we, of course, make sure the church knows that. So I believe that there's just a level of trust. Sure. That uh, we're very open and transparent. Uh, you know, I tell people all the time, you can come in anytime you want to, look through our bank accounts, look through anything. You know, I want to be open and honest to everyone. So I think that's a sign of that, mm-hmm. uh, that they just, they know that we go through that. You left out one process. We start with the personnel committee for that 47%. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, you're sure. So they kind of have to recommend that mm-hmm. to the stewardship committee who then, in their time, stewardship committee says, hey, go back and work on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to the elders and then to the church. And I just think that uh, that a process like that, when you have that many different individuals praying mm-hmm. over it and working through it, I just think it builds a lot of trust. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's so important. I think if uh, in today's world, if you're going to you know, be a good steward, you know, it's our job to be a good steward of everything that we receive, but then the congregation needs to see that yep. as their good stewards of what God has given them. I think it's key, too, to remember that in the congregation, there are the numbers people mm-hmm. and there are the mission vision people. Right. So you need to be able to present both. They need to see, okay, how is this working out? Yep. Yep. Uh, are, are you guys crazy, you know, numbers-wise? You're not even thinking wisely. Right. right. And on the other end, there's the people in the room that are saying, like, yeah, what is all this for? Why would we say that our budget is $3 million or $500,000 or $50,000? Like, why would we even say that? Like, tell me what we're doing with it. What's the vision? What's the purpose? And so I think we always have to remember, uh, Pastor, remember that both of those pieces, whichever one you are, remember to balance it with the other side of that, whether that's using another person or taking off one hat and putting on the other to make mm-hmm. sure that it's presented in that way so that people, again, continue to have that trust that, hey, yeah, we're, we're moving forward, right. but there is right. there is uh, intentionality and, and those kind of things. So I think uh, that becomes really helpful. Yeah, and I think that, you know, to pastors out there, I think there's a couple of things. Number one, like I said, total transparency. Mm-hmm. If, if giving's not going very well, be honest and say giving's not going mm-hmm. very well. If giving is, you know, the, the just way over the top, then praise that and 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 celebrate that mm-hmm. and celebrate the little things along the way. Yep. You know, as you see things that if a if there was a dream to do some ministry and you launch a ministry, then don't just tell people about that at budget time. Mm-hmm. You know, through the year, talk about hey, you remember last year when we budgeted this ministry? This is what's now happening right. there. Look at these that have come to know Christ. Look at these that we've been able to minister mm-hmm. to. Um, I think that's so important is that people see how those things are being being done during the year. It's not just a once-a-year conversation. Sure. And I know a lot of pastors, are, are there's a fear or a, or a concern about always talking about money. And I'm saying don't, don't talk about the money then. Talk about the ministry that's mm-hmm. happening. Uh, if you have the opportunity to, to plant a church someplace, then talk about the ministry that's happening at that sure. church. If you have the opportunity to help a, a missions organization in an in unreached part of the world, then talk about what ministry mm-hmm. is happening there. You don't have to say... You know, they need more money to do this. Just talk about what's happening sure. there and what they're able to do because of the faithfulness sure. of their giving. Mm, that's good. Good reminders. Um, I want to mention one other thing, uh, and that is uh, there's one resource I guess I would recommend. Um, it's not one that we, like, it's, it's pretty new to you and I. Mm-hmm. It's not one we've uh, been always using, but it, there's not a ton of that I would consider books to read on this kind of thing. Well, unfortunately, most of them are written by CPAs, which are not the greatest 
writers in the world, no offense to any CPAs listening. Yes, not typically. Right. Um, but but this is called Budgeting for a Healthy Church. It's by Jamie Dunlop. And uh, we, we have found this to be helpful and good uh, in our leadership cohort. This is one of the books that they get, or uh, uh, we, we gave this last year, and uh, those guys appreciate it as well. And so I just thought I would recommend that uh, as, a, as a resource. Um, do you have anything else to add today? Yeah, the only thing I would say is that... Uh, you know, it's, it's always difficult when you're looking at numbers to remember who owns it all. Yeah, that's And good. that's something I have to remind myself every single day. Mm-hmm. And I, there are days I struggle big time with it, and there are days that I'm pretty good about it. But just uh, to all the pastors out there, whether you're a lead pastor or an executive pastor or anywhere on staff, remember who owns it all. Mm. God has it all. He is going to provide. If He gives you a vision, He'll find a way to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and just you have to believe that. And there are times that, yeah, you're going to put something in the budget that you don't know how it's going to happen. But sometimes God wants us to take that step of faith. Yeah. So just try to remember that as you're, as you're working on your budget. Good word, good word. Well, I hope that uh, you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, uh, like, review, share it on social media, let other people know about it. I hope it will help, help you and serve you well. And uh, we will check you out later.